Okay, so these past few weeks have been very transformative for me. I have done quite a bit of self-reflections and I have had some growth in a lot of areas that I wasn't anticipating to grow in and areas that I didn't know I needed to grow in. And one of those is friendship. There is so much to talk about in terms of friendship, but I really wanted to hone in on a very important question, which is, what is it that makes a friendship? And to elaborate on that, what distinguishes a friend from a good friend? I have curated a list of a few attributes of a good friendship that I think are essential to the growth and maturing of a good friendship. Number one, each friendship should be filled with a mutual love for the other person. I feel like in everyone's mind that seems kind of self-explanatory, but let me let me elaborate, okay? So, when I mean by a mutual love, in my head I'm kind of asking two essential questions. One, are they inspiring you to be better? Two, are they helping you to evolve? In terms of a great friendship, those two questions should be felt on each side. So, I know in my life, after I've done some reflecting, that I have friends in my life that I can tell you right now they inspire me to be better and I feel motivated to want to grow into a better person. That feeling should be felt on both sides. So I may feel that way but there's no telling if they feel the same about me. That is essential to any good friendship. There's a saying, I'm sure you've heard it before, iron sharpens iron. I feel like <laughs> I say that weird, but I think that you get my drift. So iron sharpens iron. As people, and especially as friends, we should be pushing each other to grow. That has been more of a recent revelation. I hadn't ever really contemplated the idea of not only should I be feeling like I should be growing, but am I pushing my friends to grow? I truly love that question. Another question 
that I truly thought about when I was doing some reflections on what a true friendship means to me. I asked myself, do they make you feel small? What I mean by that is when you are with whoever you have in mind, do you feel comfortable taking up space? And to some, it may be a silly question because, of course, Lauren, I am taking up space, but that's not what I mean. Do you feel comfortable taking up space? Do or does this person make you feel like you should be there? I know in movies, for example, you have two main characters, their best friends, but in some movies, there's a leader and a follower, and sometimes the leader can make the follower feel as if they should not be in whatever setting. I don't know if that made any sense. But this question should also be applied on both sides of a friendship. I think these three questions are so crucial and I will probably hone in on those three questions more than once. So I felt it necessary to start off with those three questions. Another attribute that I personally think makes a great friendship is depth. There are two types of friendships that we all have. We have surface level friendships and then we have deep friendships. Surface level friendships are honestly transactional in a way because in my mind at least these friendships that are surface level are so are people that you are friends with from work or school or church like a church small group these are people that you're friends with but it's really more in the sense of i'm friends with you and i only see you at this place but it's nice because I have you as a friend, so I'm not alone, and that's comfortable. That's what I mean by transactional and surface level. And surface level friendships are beneficial, for sure. They are something that we all have, something that I know I will cherish. There are friends that I've made in a certain class that I know I will look back on the times in that class and I'll think they were so cool and I will remember that person but as humans we should also be seeking deeper connections we were not made to be alone and isolation can only bring problems there are four essential questions that I was asking myself when I thought about what makes a deep friendship. 
So, number one, are you willing to accept each other in all stages of life and help each other to grow? And not only help each other to grow, but to grow with each other. That was a mouthful, I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna elaborate. So, breaking apart this question, the first part, are you willing to accept each other in all stages of life? I know that in my life, I go through different seasons. Some seasons are harder than others. I truly hope that the friends I feel I have a deep connection with can accept me in the hard seasons of life. And I hope they feel the same about me. I hope they feel that I will accept them in their hard seasons of life. The next part of this question, are you willing to help each other grow and to grow with each other? These two next parts of the question go essentially hand in hand. And I really truly have thought about this particular part of the question in a lot of the friendships in my life. It has also helped me to kind of eliminate a friendship in a way, and that's going to sound totally awful, but what I mean by that is there are some people in your life that maybe are just not meant to be your friend, and that's okay. I know there were people in a season of my life that, looking back, I realized they didn't treat me the way I should be treated, and I recognize that. And it has helped me to grow and evolve in new friendships. I now know I don't want to be treated like that again. I'm not going to treat other people like that. And they didn't help me grow when I was with them, right? So I am not going to continue to pursue a friendship that I'm not being pushed to grow in, if that makes sense. Another question that I was thinking about when I was kind of doing some reflection on what can make a deep friendship is, how comfortable are you speaking up for the betterment of your friend? This implies more of a kind of situational friendship. That's going to be a weird term. But what I mean by situational friendship is different points in your life, you go through different emotions, and in some points of life, there will be times where you act in a way that you don't normally act, and it's not necessarily the best behavior you could probably be on, and it's not normally how you would act. And as a friend, do you feel comfortable speaking up and saying, hey, this isn't you, what's going on? Or, hey, that was actually an awful idea, and I don't think you should do that anymore because it's only harming you. How comfortable are you saying that to your friends? This leads into my next question, which is, is anyone in this friendship a pushover? 
do you walk all over the other and vice versa so i know for example in movies the same kind of situation in mind with the leader and the follower most of the times that follower friend doesn't feel as comfortable speaking up to the leader and saying hey this is not right that's where the character development comes in but this is essential to any good friendship if you feel as if you're being walked all over you're number one probably not going to want to say anything to them and number two you're not going to feel comfortable saying anything and as a friend I know I want my friends to speak up if I'm doing something I shouldn't be or if I am acting not like myself. It calls to attention not only your behavior, but what is actually going on. This is leading into reflecting on what is the root cause of the issue or the feelings, the emotions, and that is super important when it comes to building and maturing deep friendships. Another question that kind of encompasses all that we've talked about already is, is there judgment present in the relationship? If I'm going through a hard season of life and I am not doing well, I wouldn't want anyone to come up to me and judge me for being not myself in the hard season of life. For example, there have been points in my life where I have been just super down, I'm not feeling great, I am just not how I usually am. I don't want anyone to come up to me and say, oh my gosh, you're looking a hot mess and you need to get it together because this is not you. No one ever wants to be approached like that. And this implies with friendships as well. That's not how you make friends, that's how you lose friends. Another thing that I think is very important when it comes to maturing friendships is shared morals and values. So I came up with two kind of central questions for this theme, one of which is, are both parties kind or is one rude and one kind? And that was more of an example. Um, But what I mean by this example is, so I heard um, in a podcast, I was thinking about these questions and I was trying to do some research, see what other people were saying about this topic, and in a certain podcast, a question was brought up of when you're with this person, is bad behavior enabled? So the example used was, say you're in a restaurant with your friend, and your friend is being a complete jerk to the waiter, and you're not being a jerk to the waiter. That waiter is not going to remember how nice you were. They're going to remember how much of a jerk your friend was. And they're going to associate you with the behavior of your friend. So you're both going to be seen as jerks. And that's not, that's not how at least I want 
my relationships to be viewed. And if the waiter saw that, there's probably other people who saw that too. And that's just not what at least I want in a friendship. And this kind of ties back into how comfortable are you speaking up with the betterment of your friend in terms of there being a complete jerk to this waiter. Are you just going to sit by and let that happen? Or are you going to say, hey, that wasn't very nice. This waiter's just trying to do his job. He's just trying to get paid. And we should be nice because he's probably had a rough day. Having shared morals and values and really honing in on what is important to you is super important to a mature friendship. I know that if I feel a certain way about, this is just a silly example, the color purple. Let's say I am a huge fan of the color purple, but my friend hates purple. That might cause some conflict. It's such a silly example, but it might cause some conflict if I'm like, oh, I love this blouse. This is such an awesome blouse. It looks so good on me and I feel so confident. And my friend is like, that shirt is actually ugly and you look awful and I hate the color purple. Like that's going to cause a rift and no friendship wants that. Another thing that I really wanted to touch on is one-sided friendships. What I mean by that is there's only one person in a friendship that's actively putting in effort into the friendship. And I've had a few of these um, kind of pop up in my life. And it honestly can be so taxing and overwhelming. And it can be tiring. Because I don't want to be putting in a whole bunch of effort into a relationship that the other side doesn't even care about. Because if you're really actively trying to pursue a friendship, you're going to do things to grow that friendship. You're not just going to sit by and do nothing. And this is the same with those one-sided friendships. I've seen a lot of videos on social media, and especially on TikTok, and it's these um, people, and they're saying, like, on these videos, um... I tried it out to see if they would reach out if I didn't respond and we haven't talked in two years. That's a one-sided friendship. If they really truly wanted to be your friend, they would have put in more work and sent you a message, for example. That is huge to the maturing of a friendship, is it being pursued on both sides. And that's like the same with any relationship, but especially with friendships. I had some advice, just a few things that I thought can really help to not only grow a friendship, but to just grow in life. I have really tried to put these into practice in my daily life, and I'm still working on it. Habits are still trying to be built, but something I really have been actively trying to work on is learning who I am outside of a group setting. This is, in my opinion, super important when it comes to building a friendship because if you don't know who you are and what you like, how are you going to contribute to a friendship in a meaningful way? That's going to sound so terrible, but it's true. 
it's the same with romantic relationships. I know that it's said all the time, you should work on yourself while you're in your season of singleness because when you do finally get into a relationship, it'll be an awesome relationship because you've put in so much work for yourself and your partner has put in so much work for themselves and you two can grow together. It's the same with friendship. You want to make sure that who you are and what you like is something that is actively still being pursued by you. Are you a friend to you? That's really important. Um, this kind of leads into the question of how do you expect to find the friends you want if you don't even know what you're looking for? So, in my mind, I can picture this checklist of qualities that I would love to have in a friendship and that I would love to see in my friend. For instance, kindness, compassion, empathy, honesty, integrity. These are things that I know I look for when I um, am building friendships. And if you don't take the time to reflect on what you like and who you truly are outside of a group, you're not ever going to know what it is you're even looking for in a friendship. Something that I think also really ties into the idea of are you a friend to you is the question, are you even in a place to be a good friend to others? Sometimes I need to take a step back and take, whether it's a few days or a few weeks, a few months, and just kind of really focus in on myself and take some time to work on me. Because if I'm not even in a, a good place to be a friend to me, how can I possibly be in a good place to be a good friend to others? That's huge to me, at least. Um, and that's something that I've been really thinking about when I've been doing a lot of my self-reflecting, is really looking in on how am I doing? Who am I at this point in time? And am I in a place where I can not only be a good friend to myself, but a good friend to others? And another huge part of self-reflecting is asking yourself, what do you even want to let into your inner circle? What do you want to be in the in most intimate part of your life? Because friendships are such a healthy part of life and it's such an essential part of life. And if you are not taking the time to reflect on you, you can't possibly know what you want to let into the innermost parts of your life and you can't possibly know what you're even looking for in a friendship. Another thing I really wanted to touch on is it is perfectly okay to lose friends in new seasons of life and it's normal. I know when I transferred schools, I was going to a school in Texas, now I'm going to Liberty University. I know that when I moved, I lost some friends. I haven't talked to some people in a long time. And it was hard for me at first, but it honestly has kind of been what I needed just to take some time to grow in the season of life I'm in right now. And it's totally normal to lose friends in a new season of life. You can cherish those memories, 
but you should also keep trying to push forward because you're going to make friends in this new season of life too. Another thing that I think should be in that little checklist of friendship that you have in your mind is, is the person that you are meeting a life sucker or a life giver? And that's actually something I heard in a small group at my high school. And it really has been a concrete part of friendship for me. I will tell my friends quite often, hey, you are such a life giver. Whenever I leave a situation, I always kind of take a minute and think to myself, do I feel drained by the presence of that person or do I feel energized? And there are some people who just drain you and they're just not meant for you. You can still be their friend, but maybe just not on as deep of a level. And there are some friends who just build you up and you feel encouraged and refreshed when you leave their presence. And those are the friends I know that I want to keep in my innermost circle of friendship. This friendship that I've been really touching on takes time. It takes so much time to truly build friendships on such a deep level. And another thing I really wanted to say is you are 100% allowed to be selective with who you consider friends. You do not have to be friends with everybody. And I know a lot of people might say, that's really rude. You should try to be friends with everyone. Of course, you should be nice to everyone, but you don't have to be friends with them all the time. It's not necessary. You are allowed to be selective with who you let into parts of your life. So I asked on my Instagram what you guys think makes a really good friendship. And I got some good responses. I got some silly responses and some really well thought out responses. And I thought, why not read all of them for you to get somebody else's input other than mine? So the first response is intentionality. That is 100% something to pursue in a friendship. You should not only be intentional with your friends, but intentional with you. I personally cannot take any time for other people until I've taken a second for myself. And if that means taking a week to recharge before I go and do group activities, so be it. So be it. Because if I'm not in a good place for me, I can't possibly be a good friend to others. And by being intentional with myself, I am filling my cup back up and I can be more intentional with others. That's huge. I got another response. It says, you both reflect Jesus' love. Giggles, getting out of comfort zones together in adventures. And I kind of love that. It's a wholesome, wholesome response. I think it's beautiful. I think absolutely reflecting Jesus' love is something that I know I pursue in a friendship. I love the friends that I have in my life that inspire me to be closer to the Lord. Um, that is something that I truly cherish, and I have quite a few friends who do push me to grow and to be a better follower of Jesus Christ, and those are probably my most cherished friendships, truly. And I love the giggles getting out of comfort zones together in adventures. I think that, absolutely, I am looking for those 
in every day, even if it's just with myself. I giggle at myself all the time. Guys, I think I'm the funniest person I've ever met. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. It's true. Because if I'm not funny, like, who else is good company except for yourself? Because you're going to be with you for the rest of your life. Your friends might not be there for you for the rest of your life, but you'll be with you. And I like to think that I'm humorous. But I love that response. I think that is a really well thought out one. Also, another response that I think is well thought out is treating it like a relationship in a way. Like using love languages and making time. Absolutely. I touched on it a little bit, but friendships and romantic relationships are almost one and the same to me. The only difference is a title. You're still in a friendship wanting to make the other person feel loved, and you're wanting to receive that love, and you want to pursue that friendship in a way that can bring the betterment of both people, and it's the same with a romantic relationship. You're wanting all of those things, it's just with a different title, and I love that response. I got a silly response that says toast. Which, honestly, I think toast can be a really good part of friendship. Because sometimes, when I'm meeting new people, I'll go say, Hey, let's get a coffee. Let's go to breakfast. Let's get brunch. And that can include toast. So I think absolutely. Authenticity and reliability. Absolutely. In my friendships that I have in my life... I want to feel like I can be myself, and I want to feel as if the people on the other side of this friendship, I can rely on them. That's really big. That's so big. Um, and it should be felt on both sides. Um, I would hope, and I still hope, that the people in my life that consider me to be a friend to them, I hope they feel... Like, they can be themselves um, when they're with me, and I hope that they think I'm reliable. So those are two things that I think should be felt on both sides. From the same person, it says, telling them the truth even when it's hard to hear. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that kind of ties back into the question of how comfortable are you speaking up for the betterment of your friend. This is such a huge part of a friendship, and it can truly make or break a friendship, I think. If you don't feel comfortable telling your friend when they did something they shouldn't have done, they're going to look back on that time in their life and they're going to say, why didn't, like, why didn't Lauren speak up when I went and shoplifted a chapstick? I would be mad if my friend didn't call me out on that. And so telling the truth, even when it's hard to hear in that moment, can build a friendship in such a way that there's even more trust than there was before. Because hearing that truth in the hard times makes the truth in the easy times so much sweeter. In my opinion, at least. Um, another person said, me being awesome. Yeah. Um, Confidence is key. You gotta work on yourself before you can build a friend. 
I think absolutely. 100%. Um, another response says fire hazard. Yeah. I think enough said. Um, that one's kind of a little bit of an inside joke, but I think absolutely. It's a perfect place to build friends. Another response, trust, communication, and honesty. I think those are three words that can sum up a lot of what we've talked about today. You want to be able to rely on this person. You want to be able to communicate to them, even in the hard points of life, and you want them to be honest, and that goes on both sides of a friendship. Those three words could probably sum up this entire episode. Okay, so I did get two responses by the same person, so I'm just going to count them as one response. And it says, effort from both people, moving forward and communicating past misunderstandings. Also, just being there for each other and knowing the little and big things about each other. So I think this, honestly, is kind of honing in on the intimate level of a friendship. So you want to know the things about your friend that maybe other people don't know. And you also want to be able to move forward in seasons of life and be comfortable in that. I think that that kind of touches on a lot of what we've talked about in such a seamless way. That's such a beautiful response. I did get two more responses. Um, another one says me, obviously, from the same person. Um, it's my sister. She's being silly. So, if you find my sister, tell her that she's being silly. Um, and another response says loyalty and also being there if they need you. I think that a lot of these answers really honestly are so similar that I think we all kind of know what we're looking for. It's just a matter of taking the time to reflect and decide on whether the friendships in my life are what I want in my life, to have in my life, or if I need to be seeking something else. That's kind of all I had for today. I really loved talking about this. I think that friendship can be such a beautiful part of life, and it can also be a really hard part of life. And I've been on both sides of that. So I really hope that you were able to gain something from this. I really, that's all I had. Um, thank you for tuning in. I am so thrilled to have you here and I can't wait for the next episode. Do, 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 do.